Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Sleep Like a Boss. And today we are going to talk about business and most importantly about what the biggest challenge is to upgrade to new pricing. Now spoiler alert, the answer is you. <laughs> My name is Christine Hansen and I'm the founder and CEO of Sleep Like a Boss where we are a team of myself and six team members working globally with people who have severe sleep issues and I'm also a business coach and mentor for people who are having online businesses and who work with health or personal development topics. Now one of the things that I see over and over and over again is that service providers do not charge appropriately. And there's two reasons for this. One reason is that they start writing down how many hours they will work on a certain client, how long it will take them to establish recommendations, and then they look at what they think is a high hourly price, and then they want to get a little bit of profit, and then that's how they evaluate their pricing. The problem with that is, is that if you charge hourly, it's not accurate unless you do something hands-on like cutting hair or a massage, yes. But if you are a health provider like me, I'm not charging per hour. I'm charging per service, per result. And I can deliver that result because I have an education that has taken me years and a lot of money to get. The reason why I can be on a call with someone and immediately see where the issues are, go through their protocols and make this recommendation, actually understand the lab results that we are doing, I'm charging for the years that it has cost me to get that down and to be very efficient in that. So it's a whole different ballgame. Now, once we've established what our service is worth, then we sabotage ourselves by sadly, kind of protecting ourselves from disappointment. Most of the time, we connect a negative outcome with something positive, which is totally absurd. But let's say you're launching something or you're offering a new service. Subconsciously, you very often protect yourself from failure by saying, actually, if I fail, and I'm prepared for it, I won't be as disappointed as if I put my whole hopes into this and my whole energy, and then it doesn't work. Because if it then doesn't work, my disappointment will be so crushing that I don't know how I will recuperate. And when we do that, when we keep ourselves from investing ourselves completely, that's when we get stuck. It's when we don't market as much anymore. It's when we don't create content. It's when we start getting obsessed with our website and not publishing it because it's not perfect. We always have an excuse. And even when we do start marketing or launching, we only do it half-heartedly because we don't want to get too invested because what if we fail? That fear of disappointment is very, very real and it's anchored in fears and in promises that we made or in just of our, a promise towards ourselves. I'm going to show my parents that I can make this. I, can sh I want to show everyone that leaving my job to do this was worth it. I'm going to show everyone that I'm smart and that I can make a lot of money. 
So you don't want to fail because if you do, it means they were right. Those are some thoughts that we have and that just keep us from producing and from showing up. So for me, it's really, really important to point those out. And I'm really inviting all of you to investigate those. What are you protecting yourselves from? What is that failure? Why do you prefer expecting failure rather than completely investing yourself into something? That is a really, really big one. So that's number one that I see happening all of the time. There's just this fear and connecting something positive to failure, even though we rationally know that it's ridiculous. The second thing that I see happening is that we have a certain set point. And I always recommend Margaret Lynch's Tapping into Wealth. It's an amazing book. And she talks about a set point, which is a certain number that we have subconsciously in our head and going above that means doom and gloom. It's really weird. It might be 20,000, it might be 50,000, it might be 100,000, it might be a million. But we all have a certain set point, which when we cross it, we sabotage ourselves to go below it again because subconsciously, we connect it with something negative. Once I reach that number, if I go higher, then something negative will happen. The other shoe will drop. I'm provoking fate. And it's really interesting. And you only notice it when you actually track your numbers. And when you suddenly get that fear and you stop producing. So when you, for me, I know it's, it's 30,000 for some reason. Every time... I reach 30,000, that's when I go into shutdown mode. And I stop. I stop showing up. I stop creating or producing. 30,000 is not a high number. I've made a lot more in my business. But it always took me to reach out to someone to help me get out of that. And now I know. Like now I realize when I sabotage myself. And sometimes I know exactly why. And sometimes I need help. That's what my coaches are for. And I'm like, okay, I'm stuck. I can see myself from the outside, not doing anything. Why? That's when I figured out my set point. That's when I figured out my comfort zone. And with that help, I was able to get out of there. So that would be my third tip for you, actually, is that it's pretty much impossible to do this on your own. Read the book, Tapping Into Wealth, that will help you get a coach who can see your blind spots and who can get you to help with that. A friend of mine and who I've worked with for nearly a year is Relinda Morse. I really, really can recommend her. Um, she's, I really like working with her. She has a very particular approach. Um, but it doesn't matter. Just make sure that you can even talk to someone and tell them to call you on your bullshit. All right, so this one was a little bit more spiritual. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll talk to you again next week when we'll talk about sleep.